Welcome to the fourth branch program. Glad you can make it. I am MD. This program is dedicated exclusively for those with common sense, a spirit of patriotism, and a determination for a more perfect union. Stay tuned as we begin the discussion of a very important, interesting, and enlightening topic. Hope to hear from you soon. Happy listening. The Republican constituents still live in the dark. Most Republicans, especially those who still support Donald Trump, live very largely in the dark. That is, despite the wide availability of the internet. The cause of the problem is not lack of information, but rather an inclination to seek for sources of information which support their preset views, however false and misleading. As such, Trumpublicans are more inclined to reject any information which does not support their views, does not please them, or is critical of Donald Trump. They do not have to look for Fox Propaganda Network, which is known and referred to by most as Fox News, is the major source of misinformation, disinformation, distorted information, wrong information, and sometimes outright lies. Other sources such as Rush Limbaugh, Breitbart, InfoWars, Daily Caller, The Hill have also contributed greatly to nurture and preserve the dumbification of the Republican Party. The problem is exacerbated by GOP legislators who also push narratives in order to consolidate their base, although to the detriment of the country. Such posture on the part of the Republican leaders and the GOP propaganda network constitute the main conduit to taking the country down the wrong path. Who in the Republican Party will muster enough courage now that John McCain is gone in order to shine the light for the Republican constituent? As of this moment, most in the Republican Party Are still in the dark. I'll be right back. I'm going to tell you what I really think of Donald Trump. This man is a pathological liar. He doesn't know the difference between truth and lies. He lies practically every word that comes out of his mouth. And in a pattern that I think is straight out of a psychology textbook. His response is to accuse everybody else of lying. 
He accuses everybody on that debate stage of lying. And it's simply a mindless yell. Whatever he does, he accuses everyone else of doing. The man ca cannot tell the truth, but he combines it with being a narcissist. A narcissist at a level I don't think this country's ever seen. I'm Jeff Gannett, CEO of Macy's, and I wanted to take a moment of your time to thank you for being such an amazing customer, because I truly believe that Macy's customers are the greatest in the world. Recently, you said you wanted a simpler rewards program. Well, I'm here to say that we've heard you, and starting this month, we're introducing the new and improved Macy's Star Rewards, a reimagined, simpler rewards program starring you. You said you wanted more savings. All members at every level get 25% off any day you choose with Star Passes. You said you wanted free shipping. Gold status means getting free shipping with no minimum, plus the silver status benefit. You said you wanted better rewards. Platinum status means 5% back in rewards every day on all Macy's merchandise, no exclusions, plus gold and silver status benefits. We want Macy's customers to know they are the best customers in the world. And we want each and every one of our cardholders to know that with the new Macy's Star Rewards, it is your time to shine. Meet the new Macy's Star Rewards, exclusive to cardholders. Discover your status today at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. In 1996, a small network by the name of Fox News was launched with just 17 million viewers. Today, with over 100 million people watching regularly, Fox has become the greatest threat to our democracy. Constantly bombarding the airways with false information, distortion of facts, and outright lies, presenting to its audience as news, Fox has created an army of blissful ignorance. According to a recent survey, 82% of Fox viewers are ignorant of facts and the truth. To keep millions of people in ignorance not only prevents democracy from flourishing, but it also clears the path to authoritarianism, to dictatorship. Martin Luther King Jr. said, Nothing in all the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. Let me finish by saying that Democracy cannot survive in an environment where truth and facts do not matter. At Fox, truth and facts do not matter. Indeed, democracy in America is in jeopardy. It is a crisis the country can no longer ignore.
Remember the 2016 presidential election? Maybe you don't. Presidential elections have two major aspects to it. There is the primaries and there is the general election. Now, usually most individuals who are going to, if they are not part of uh, the campaign, they're not helping with either candidate in either parties, or all the candidate for that matter, especially in the primaries, they tend to not pay much attention to the presidential election until the summer, right before the actual voting. 2016 was somewhat very different. It was very different because it was a very different election. From the primaries, especially in the Republican Party, where civility was non-existent, thanks in part to candidate Donald Trump. From the very onset, when Donald Trump descended that golden elevator in Trump Tower in front of a few hundred people, half of them paid to attend presidential election will never be the same again. The language used by Donald Trump was laughed at, ridiculed, discarded, ignored, because there was one simple conclusion that everybody in the country came with. There is, there was no way in the world that Donald Trump could win the presidency. And in all fairness, it seems that Donald Trump was not interested in winning the presidency either. His primary goal was to promote the Trump brand. What better way to do it? To run for the highest office in the land. In his calculation, Donald Trump imagined it really didn't matter how well he did. It didn't matter how far he went. All that mattered that he ran for the highest office in the land. And he could use that as a way to continue to promote the Trump brand. As such, his approach, his language were very different from any other election in the history of the country. It wasn't different good. It was different. It was the worst that has happened to presidential election in America. The language was vile. The language was 
not what anyone expected from someone seeking for the highest office in the land. And even if you did not care, but the whole world was watching. It was entertaining. Donald Trump went after every demographic in the country, the blacks, the Hispanic, the Muslim, the women, the gay, the homosexual, people in the armed forces. Nobody was spared. To the shocking surprise of a lifetime, Donald Trump became the 45th president of the United States. How did that happen? How could that have happened? An office that before Donald Trump was considered a very prestigious office. Everybody who has occupied the Oval Office saw it as the ultimate opportunity to make changes, to change soul, to change heart, to change the world. Donald Trump, on the other hand, had no such ambition. From the time he set foot on the campaign trail, he had one thing in mind to promote Donald Trump. And promoting, he had done. But we didn't come here to talk about Donald Trump promoting himself. What we are looking at is what does GOP stand for? We ask that question because we could not imagine during the election that there was even the slightest possibility for someone with a foul mouth, the least competent individual who has vie for the Oval Office, who has no idea how to govern, who has no idea how to make anything happen, and who takes no advice from those who are experts in their areas, how in the world could the Republican Party have let Donald Trump become the standard bearer of the party. Granted, during the general election, there were a few Republicans who were pushing very hard to prevent Donald Trump from reaching the highest office in the land. They push hard, they push back. But a few not notable individuals 
never did. Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell issued very tepid pushback or comments about Donald Trump unorthodox method. No matter who Donald Trump insulted, including the late John McCann, there was no pushback from Paul Ryan. There was no pushback from Mitch McConnell. And both are leaders of the Republican Party. Paul Ryan is the House Speaker. Mitch McConnell is the Senate leader. Why did they stay silent? Why did they let the Republican Party hijacked by an amateur? Why didn't they do anything about it? People at the lower level, rank and file Republican, were so fed up, so disgusted by Donald Trump, a number of them joined the movement called the Never Trump Movement. We remember Mitt Romney who delivered a very harsh speech about Donald Trump, tabulating his character, how he defrauded businesses, businesses how he scammed people, why he filed for bankruptcy, and yet Donald Trump is the 45th president of the United States. Now, there were a group of Republicans who came to the understanding that there was no way around the issue. Donald Trump won the nomination for the Republican Party and would thus be the nominee as it is the case every presidential election. Now, all the individuals who were pushing hard against Donald Trump, who were pushing against the idea of Donald Trump representing the Republican Party, they all dropped their effort to rally around supporting Donald Trump. They became Donald Trump spokespeople all across the nation giving interviews defending him, pretending that Donald Trump had a plan. But we know much too well that wasn't the case. So what exactly happened to the Republican Party? Why did they give in to Donald Trump? If we listen to Mitch McConnell for a moment, he said that the people have spoken. 
they elected Donald Trump and the task of the Republican leaders in Washington is to lend their support to the president who happened to have the label Republican. Why did they give in to Donald Trump? Why do they continue to relinquish their job as senator, as congressman, in support for Donald Trump? There was a line of thought in the Republican Party that once Donald Trump assumed the Oval Office, it would be a different person. It would be refined. It would understand the importance of the, of the office. It would be humbled by it. So did think Obama. That despite the vile language that he used during the campaign, most everybody thought that in the Oval Office, Mr. Trump would be a very different individual. That was a wrong calculation. Donald Trump never changed. Donald Trump has become worse and worse. His language, his actions are a threat to our system of democracy. His words, his actions are a threat to international world order. It push aside our allies and try to embrace dictators, try to embrace our enemies. And yet, the leaders in the Republican parties have been silent. The question is why? Why are the leaders in the Republican Party silent? Why are they not performing the task of the legislative branch? Why? The framers of the Constitution created a structure of government with three branches, three equal branches of government. They thought it through and they set a system and knowing that there is, there would always be a possibility that the individual who occupies the Oval Office may be wrong for the country, may become unacceptable as a president. So it falls on the legislative branch 
to check, to put a check on the executive branch to make certain that the country doesn't lose its structure. It doesn't throw away the Constitution. Doesn't trample the freedom that we have. That's the freedom many died for. Many died to defend. Many died to, def to preserve. The question is, why are the Republican leaders in Washington so silent? Some offer the explanation that they don't want to poke Donald Trump because he is popular among his base. Others think it's just politics they supporting their president. It is something different. It is something very different. This is not just politics. Many, not only in the Trump administration, observers from across the world can, without any trouble whatsoever, see through Donald Trump. He is unfit to be president. He is incapable. Even his own cabinet says that. Talk about it. Complain about it. And just a couple of days ago, a high-level official in the Trump administration penned an op-ed that painted a very unflattering picture of the White House. The op-ed was a call for help. The op-ed is a warning to the nation that we as a nation are heading toward disaster. Despite it all. Despite it all. The Republican leaders in Washington stay silent. When I return, I will explain why it's not politics. It's not because of the midterm election. It's not because the Republican in Washington are afraid of Donald Trump. It is something else I'll be right back go I'm not going to try to get into the mind of Donald Trump because I don't think there's a whole lot of space there I think he's a kook I think he's crazy I think he's unfit for office 
and I'm a Republican and he's not. He's not a conservative Republican, he's an opportunist. He could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and 25 or 30 percent of the people would still follow him because he gives a voice to their anger and their frustration. But he's not fit to be President of the United States. himself was right here in my McDonald's. I fixed him the very first McJordan special. Right, Bill? <laughs> I did. I took a quarter pound of pure beef, smoked bacon, cheese, and some of my favorite barbecue sauce, and I named it the McJordan special. Mmm, Bill, the sandwich, definitely great. Yeah, but you get the coolant with that story. But it's true. How you doing, Bill? Hi, Michael. Michael. The McJordan special, for a limited time. Donald Trump is wrong to call the media the enemy of the country. Adolf Hitler did exactly the same thing in 1933. Accused the media of fabrication before he moved to censor everything that was printed. This move is very standard for any authoritarian for any dictator. We knew before it happened that Donald Trump was not fit for the Oval Office. But we stay silent in the name of fairness. We knew before it happened Donald Trump would be a disaster for the world. But we stay silent in the name of fairness. We knew beforehand Donald Trump is a racist, but we stay silent in the name of fairness. We, members of the media, can no longer stay silent. Journalists are not in the business of fairness. Our business, our only business is to be objective. Let us from now on hold the Trump administration accountable. It is our job. It is the only reason to be in this business. It is our duty to hold Trump and every administration accountable. Today it is urgent, it is necessary, it is critical. Our very freedom depends on it. Don't go anywhere. The fourth branch program will return in just a moment. Join me here on the 4th branch at 10.30 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. every Saturday.
I thank you for watching. I hope you can join me every Saturday at 10.30 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. for very special program in which we discuss various aspects of social political issues. The difference with the fourth branch is we dedicate our program not just to talk about the news or not just to talk about what's making the news but rather to discuss and debate the issues in the news in the hope that we can bring shed some light into the particular topic and the ultimate objective is of course to achieve a more perfect union. I am MD. Have a good night. The Fourth Branch Podcast is brought to you in collaboration with the People Branch publication, which can be found on the People Branch website, located at peoplebranch.org. That's P-E-O-P-L-E-B-R-A-N-C-H dot org. That's peoplebranch.org website in which you will find a number of very interesting articles. My name is Mike Duchenne, MD for short. I hope you have a great afternoon or a great evening, whichever it happens to be. Hopefully you can join me again next time for another interesting episode of this podcast. That was the fourth branch, live from New York. Good day. Good day.